It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas, Register today at thisisils.org. This Quietcast podcast is brought to you by Ideas Digest. In a world dominated by fake news and cancel culture. Oh, sounding a little bit, you know, right-wing conservative, fake news, cancel culture. So let's reframe. Fair. In a world dominated by intolerance, bigotry, and ignorance, Mm. can we... I think that might be going too far left-wing progressive, just... Keep going. All right. The Ideas Digest podcast is all about exploring different viewpoints and challenging your own beliefs. In each episode, we flip a coin to determine which side of a controversial societal issue we will debate. We then compete to persuade someone to change their mind. Insert montage here. If it lands on heads, you shouldn't be a fan of Jordan Peterson. Trump is not guilty. Point flip. Tails. And I'm pro-porn, baby. Let me take someone yeah. who wants to have kids and tell them why this is a bad idea. Yeah. And then here comes along Andrew Tate. Escape your echo chamber each week at Ideas Digest, everywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome to Honoring the Journey. I'm Leslie Neese, one of your hosts, along with my friend Karen Schock, two midlife mamas of adult kids who've been through deconstruction, actually still going through it. We're going to be discussing all things faith and deconstruction. We're going to chat with guests who've had faith journeys that are beautiful, worthy of honor and exploring. And we're going to dive into different faith practices, ideas, and ways to connect with the divine without the religious baggage. Both Karen and my faith journeys are evolving, and they're filled with curiosity and a willingness to explore all things. Thank you so much for journeying with us here on Honoring the Journey. Welcome back to Honoring the Journey. This is Leslie Neese, and I'm here with my friend, Karen Schock. And today's episode is going to be super fun because it's really just two friends hanging out, two very new friends hanging out. Getting to know one another. And uh, we actually wanted to do, we were talking the other day about how we wanted to do an apology tour. (laughs) Karen's like, oi, oi. Um, And so I thought, wouldn't it be fun to do a podcast where we do the apology tour? And so we talked about just the two of us sitting down and talking about that because I think... I don't know, Karen, what do you, what do you think about this whole idea of an apology tour? Oh, I, I have been saying it for a while. Um, yeah. I think it got brought up on when we had Sarah. Sarah. From, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She said it. And then I said, oh, I've always wanted to do that too. Me too. And, <laughs> Go figure. Yeah, so here we are. I mean, we could, I do think because, and I know, I think you're the same way as as I was when, when I was heavy into everything, uh, I had a voice to women, of course, not to men. Oh yes. Not Uh, to men. Right. And younger people. I could, I could speak to young men, I guess. Can I speak to that really quick? I mean, I hold your thought. Don't lose the thought. Cause I know that we're, we're 54. We can do that. Write it down. But the whole thing about, we could only speak to women and kids. Did they not care? that we were speaking to the women and kids, like it didn't matter if they were deceived, but we just couldn't 
talk to the men. Like, I don't understand why that was okay. But anyway, I digress. Go ahead. <laughs> right. Good. Hey, you know what? I right. I've never thought of it that way. That's oh, it's a- okay to deceive them. They're not yeah. important. <laughs> no. But the men, on the other hand, they're very important. So. Yes. Yes. And I feel like I had a lot of influence on that younger generation and on women speaking at women's retreats and different things. And I also feel like maybe it would only be right to go back to those people that I led that way and say, Hey, look, not only am I sorry because I am, and I want you to know that I did the best I could. I'm not making an excuse for it, but I did the best I could with what I knew, but I want you to know that I think differently now. Yeah. You know, like I, I don't want you to be confused and think that I still feel that way. Right. As a person of influence in your life, I want you to know, okay, I think that that was wrong that I taught that or that I said that, you know? So, and and I do think it's funny because I've, really had to go through in my deconstruction, I've had to go through a grief period, Mm -hmm. um, grieving who I used to be. Uh, and I, and I think I went through a period of literally just being like, Oi, (laughs) you were, you were in it girl. And you, you were getting other people like it was. And, and I, I went through an anger phase of grief, um, pretty angry. And then, I finally got to the other side of that, which was very painful, but like, I, I'm finally just at a place where I can, I can really just say, I have a lot of compassion for, for evangelical Leslie. She really, she really believed it all and really wanted everyone to go to heaven. She didn't want anybody to go to hell. She was, she acted from a heart of love. I mean, very much so. And, um, and so my apology tour, I don't know, I was, as I was preparing for today, I was actually in the middle of writing a chapter in my book and I want to share, do you mind if I share this? I would what love I, that. Yeah. It's just a, a portion of what I said, but I want you to understand like the, the trajectory of where I thought this episode was going to go and where it ended up were completely different. <laughs> as I was preparing. So here's what I said. While planning episodes of our podcast, Honoring the Journey, my co-host Karen and I decided to do an episode called The Apology Tour. We've mentioned to one another and our guests even mentioned this, that we want to do this make to make up for the things that we've said, imposed, taught, or believed in our past faith tradition. We wanted to apologize to those we may have hurt by anything we said or did. But as we prepared for the episode, I was going through some of my old journals and was absolutely dumbstruck at how cruel I was to myself. Mm -hmm. So many of my entries were me apologizing to God for not doing enough, for not doing better, for not being better. I was scared. I was sad. I was so very hard on myself for everything. I texted Karen and I said, girl, I think our apology tour isn't necessarily just for others, but maybe for ourselves. I would never talk to myself the way I used to. I would, it makes me want to cry. Like it was like, I thought I was an absolute failure in every way. I would thank God for using me in spite of myself. I would thank him for not sending me to hell because that's what I knew I deserved. I would pray for my kids to be miserable so that they would see their desperate need for Jesus. 
I recall believing that if they were miserable here in this life, it was okay because hopefully that meant they wouldn't be miserable for eternity. I had so much negativity and self-loathing. I'm so thankful to be out of this way of thinking and I'm out from underneath of the weight of my toxic theology now. And I can't tell you how much healthier I feel mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. I think at the time in my life when I was sister Christian on survivor, and I realized that part of me is gone. I've experienced a death of sorts, but I've also experienced resurrection. I think our lives are a series of both death and resurrection as we expand, evolve, and grow as humans. Sister Christian may be buried and gone, and when I was in my anger phase of grief, I would have stomped on her grave. But now I want to take her flowers. I want to spend time thanking her for doing her best, for giving it all she had with the right heart motives. I want to let her know that even though she may have been misled and may have been afraid, that season of my life was so important. I learned a lot. I grew. I learned what it's like to completely surrender to something with your entire heart. And I learned that it's totally okay if you wake up one day and realize you could be wrong. Mm -hmm. I like knowing that it's okay to be wrong and that it's okay to change your mind. Life isn't dogmatic. It's beautiful. It's glorious. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's painful all at once. I've realized that I'm the architect of my own life. I get to decide, nobody else, how I'm going to spend my life, what I'll believe and who I love. I prefer to live my life out from underneath all of that fear and in the beautiful open spaces of curiosity and wonder. So can I buy your book? Yes. <laughs> Would you please? Cause you might be the only one. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> no, no but like, I won't be. I can promise you that that was beautiful. And that's what I, in preparing for this episode, I think there was a part of me that was afraid I was going to start doing the self-loathing thing again. I was really good at that. And I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to pick up that again. Um, and so I don't want the apology tour to be like, gosh, Leslie, you're such an idiot. I can't believe you taught that. I want the apology tour to be like, I'm sorry that that's what I did. And that's who I was. Mm -hmm. But I also know my motive was in the right place. I know I was taught what I believed. Mm -hmm. I really, really believed it. And I was scared. Yes. And that was my motive. Like my motive was fear and love, period. And so I don't know, I, I don't even know where to go from there, but it just has helped me to not be so mad at myself. Yes. And I think even just the couple hours that I had to read through my journal today too, I, I, I can say I felt the same way that there was this mm -hmm. person here that really was crying out to God, cry mm -hmm. like, and, and if it's okay, I would like to read just a little bit yes. of, one of them that I found. Um, this is what you wrote when you were deep in evangelical. Sure. Theology. Sure. Okay. And it was a, it was, it would have been April the 23rd of 2007. Okay. So, and this is just part of one of my journal interest entries. Let me say this. I have boxes of journals from when I was probably 20. I probably started when I was around 20 with these journals and I have boxes of them. And what's so funny is I've always kept them because I thought, oh, my kids, my grandkids, my great grandkids, you know, I have a, I have my grandma's uh, diary 
from 1943 that I love to just look at and read and go, whoa, what, what a life, you know? So I've always thought that, but I wrote all of it in cursive and I feel like cursive is a dying, a dying thing. And I don't know that my grandkids or great grandkids are going to understand any of it. They're not, <laughs> They're not going to be able to read it. it. <laughs> They're going to have somebody read it for them. You can type it and like have it in a document. Oh. It'll probably speak their language. <laughs> that, yeah. They're so right. So what did okay, baby so, Karen say? I got to know. Karen from 2007, please mold me and make me an instrument for your good. But let not, wait, but let it not even be about me. Help me to serve and to love and to be humble. I am so not worthy, Lord. I so know my thoughts and they are selfish and angry and bitter. Rescue me from myself. I want to take up my cross. I want to follow you. I want to hate my own life. I want to die to myself, but I can't get away from myself. She won't leave me alone. Rescue me, Lord. I want to be used. I want to be humble. I want to be like Christ. I want to bless you today, but I just get in the way. I can't live this Christian life. It's impossible, but you can live it in me. Please, Lord Jesus, live it in me. And that's just like, wow. That's just a little snippet of all of them. Like, that's kind of how I wrote. Like, I just would pour these, wow, you know, pour it out to God. And But most of it was, I know I'm a loser. Mm-hmm. I know I sought God. I know, you know, and only you can do that in me. And I was thinking about a couple of weeks ago, my counselor said to me that she was like, you're looking for outside approval Hmm. and because I was looking for approval in what my kids in the gifts that I was giving them for Christmas and I was really worried about and my grandkids I was really worried about getting them all the perfect gifts and she's like you're you're looking for approval you're looking for people to you know and I was like yeah and she's like well you need to find that approval inside of you like they're inside of Karen needs to find and I'm like No, I don't know that life. I don't know the life of there's something inside of me that could actually love me, that could actually approve of me. Like, and I just am like, okay, so did we just have it so messed up, even when it comes to God and when it comes to Jesus? Like, I remember listening to Whitney Houston when I was a kid, when I was younger, and that song, The Greatest Love of All. Is happening to me, learning mm-hmm. to love yourself. It is the greatest love of, and I'm just like, we can't listen to that song. I know. I remember that. I remember that. I remember that line. And you thinking, can't love oh. yourself. You have to hate yourself. You have to die to yourself, you know, and then let Christ live in you. And instead of like understanding, and I feel like what my counselor was getting at, who loves Jesus, by the way, and what I'm trying, what I'm, there's a, there's so much baggage, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm still trying to learn it and, and feel it and believe it even and deconstruct everything that I had learned. But the whole thing of no, Christ in you, like actually made in the image of God, actually mm-hmm. part of God, like God, the innermost part of me is good. Like mm-hmm. we learned the innermost part of us was evil. Mm-hmm. And so to to switch it around and go, oh no, there is a part in me 
that can be trusted. There's this part in me that's that's Christ. That's God. And no, I'm not all God. I'm not God. I'm not the God. But God in me, Christ in me, can be trusted. And so instead yeah. of like reaching out, I was always just reaching out, Leslie. I was always had my hands up and just reaching out and saying, please come in, God. Please help me, God. Please, God. Like he's out there. Instead of going, oh, no, there's something inside of me that could, that needs to come out so that the the other stuff sheds. Does yes. that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. You did. You said a lot. I love that. I think it makes total sense. And I think we are so similar in the way that we believed um, and the way that we journaled. Here's, yeah. here's, this is, do you want to hear baby Leslie from August 19th, 2009? Oh yeah. Okay. Here's, here's what I said in my journal. Forgive me for not trusting you enough in my life, in my family, the ministry you've entrusted to me, our finances and well, everything. I tend to worry way more than I should. Forgive me for not being excellent in areas of my life that you've mm -hmm. entrusted to me as I should. I confess I've been lazy, often looking for ways to do things that would be easier rather than fighting things out in your strength. I haven't prayed for my family as I should. I don't prepare the messages you have for me to share with the enthusiasm that I should. Father, please help me to do this. I cannot do this in my own power. None of my responsibilities are doable without you. None. Father, please forgive me for not taking care of my temple the way I should. That means body and exactly. Christianese. Um, forgive me for not taking care of my children. Lord, give me wisdom. Help me to make better choices for me and for them. Please forgive me for not praying as I should. Oh God, I know I don't do this. I'm so sorry. Nothing gives me more delight than walking hand in hand with you, but I run from you at every opportunity, it seems. I'm constantly fighting and grieving your spirit. Why? Please help me, God. Like, poor little Leslie. Like, don't you just want to go sit your old self down, look her in the eye, Take her face with your hands and just say, you are enough. Yeah. You are enough. Don't believe that. Don't believe that you're terrible at this or that God's mad at you. Like he is not mad at you. I, I don't, Would I feel you... so sad for, for myself. And I think of all of the time that I wasted feeling inadequate. And even when God would use me, I'd be like, he used me in spite of me, you oh, know, hundred percent, hundred percent. I don't even deserve to be nope. looked at much less used for his glory. Like, yep. I, I, I can't even tell you how this breaks my heart, that this is who I was and going through my journals and seeing entry after entry. I'm like, what kept me going? Was it because the reason I think I kept going so hard was because I thought if I didn't have this, I didn't have anything because I couldn't do anything. Sure. It, it worked for me. It, it actually mm -hmm. worked because I already it thought fit. I was a loser. Yeah. It fits into the narrative that you've already taught yourself. I, I you know, yep. you, you tell me I'm a loser. I sure feel like a loser. So let, let's just, we'll keep this narrative going. Yeah. But I want you to help me, Leslie. Hmm. Uh, because I hear you speaking, I feel like you might be in a better place 
than I am even mm-hmm. actually. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I could go, I beat the crap out of myself. Have you seen the movie Liar Liar back in the old days? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah with Jim Carrey. And when he's in the bathroom, cause he can't lie. He can't, he can't, and he's supposed to, you know, he's a lawyer and he's uh, supposed to be lying about his person that he's representing or whatever and so he goes into the bathroom because he doesn't know what to do to get out of it to get out of that day and so he's beating the crap out of himself just and and they another person walks in and says what are you doing and he's like (laughs) kicking my you know (laughs) and I that has been my life like I Mm -hmm. and I still do that like I that's why I'm in counseling you know, yeah. because, and back in the day, it felt right to do it. It felt like I was supposed to kick my own butt all the time. Mm-hmm. And now I, I know it's not right. I know that I need to be gentler on myself. I know that I need to give myself a big old hug, but I find myself daily kicking my own butt, you know, Even like, so. wow. oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I don't have days like that. I probably do. I'm going to do something with you and, and we can edit this out if it doesn't go well. Um, it's an exercise that I think might help you because cool. I think, Let's do it. well, here's my, here's my, this is what I've learned. And this is why I love this podcast. It's all about perspective, right? right? It's all about perspective. So I'm going to tell you what happened to me. All right. There was a, an incident when I was a child that was very, very painful to me. I won't name names. I won't even say what happened. Very painful to me. There was me. There was three people in this, in the room at the time, me, another person, the one who did the thing to me, and then another person who witnessed it. Okay. Okay? Mm -hmm. So what I did one time was I thought about the, I let myself feel the grief of what I felt when that happened. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm tell the story from your perspective in that moment. And I shared the story, you know, Mm -hmm. and then I stopped and I said, I'm going to share it from the perspective of the person who was witnessing it. Mm. And so I shared the perspective and it was weird because the emotions were still there, but they were different. Right. Mm -hmm. And then I shared the perspective from the person who did the thing to me, said the thing. And Something happened in me. I wish I could explain it, but something happened where I, I actually found compassion for this person because I realized as I was telling it from their perspective, they, they saw it different, like everything was just different. And, and I'm just wondering if there's maybe something that was said to you, something that you've been through sure, that you could maybe Think of it from the perspective of you. Think of it maybe from somebody who was there and witnessed it and maybe from the person who did it. And you can get mad. You can get, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And you don't have to do this live on the air. You know, if you right. want to, we can, let's go. But if you don't and you want to just maybe do this and journal about it, when you start to understand that everything that you feel is valid because it's your perspective, Right. Right. That's valid. But then you also, instead of being angry or 
feeling victimized, start to understand that everything that other people do as well comes from a place of their pain, their past, what they've been told and and taught. Something happened in me. I'm not saying that it would happen for you, but in me, it helped me. I don't know. I wasn't as mad anymore. I wasn't as hurt. I wasn't, I didn't believe what people said about me as much anymore because I was like, Oh, that's your perspective. Like it just put, it was like, it was like a reset. Like, Oh, of course you feel that way. That's why it's like hard for me to get mad at people anymore when they come at me and say, you shouldn't believe this. Of course you feel that way. Of course you do. Because for a moment, if I put myself in where you're at, I'm going to say the same thing. I'm going to feel the same way. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas, Register today at thisisils.org. It was the first time I think that I realized, you know, Leslie, not everybody sees the world the way you do. (laughs) And it's okay. It's going to be okay. And, and sometimes things aren't personal. People act out in ways or say things or whatever. Um, I don't know. it, It just opened my eyes. And I, I don't know if that might help. Oh, I love that. Do you think that, that would help you or do you think that? Yeah, no, is it even... I've, got a couple, I've got a couple incidences. And like you said, I wouldn't want to say it out loud. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that I don't know that I've thought of from the person who right. inflicted the pain. I don't know that I've ever thought of it from maybe his yeah. point of view right, or his perspective perspective. I like that you use that word. Yeah. And it's not even like, this isn't an excuse to let people sure do and say things to hurt you. Like, I don't feel that at all. I feel like it is just a way it helped me. It wasn't like a physical abuse. It wasn't, you know what I mean? So right. that's probably different. I I'm, so I want to make that very clear. And I don't even know that it would work for everyone. Um, I just know it really worked for me. And it was, it, I think when you start to understand why people do what they do, why people teach what they teach, why people say what they say, um, you know, when we have our own narrative going on in our mind, we assume it's personal. Sure. And when we're taught things that we're taught, we assume, oh, that's for me. Yep. But sometimes the teacher, you know, just because they teach doesn't mean they have authority over you. Right. And that was a big aha for me. Like, okay. So, and, and now that I'm deconstructing, and this is one thing I found so much freedom in through deconstructing, I can take each thing like I'll every day. It's like another thing comes up where I go, let me just think about this critically for a minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, sure. this really, is this really what I believe or is this what I was taught to believe? And right. taking each of these things, that's there's nothing wrong with that. One of the things I wrote about even today was like, you know, just because I don't believe in hell, just because I'm 
working through what I believe about Satan or whatever. And, and just because I don't believe in the rapture anymore, is there any place in the Bible that says, if you don't believe in those things, you're going to go to hell or you're going to be separated from, no, like Jesus said, <laughs> like, I am the way, the truth and the life, like believe, like live your life. Like me, just live your love period. Like there's just, there's no more that needs to be done. Um, if you want to experience the kingdom of God here on earth, do as I do period. And so I feel like when we look at a lot of the believers from my past, look at theology as this is a, this is a deal breaker. If you yes. don't believe in hell, you can't be a Christian. Yes. Okay. Show me that in the Bible. Okay. If you don't believe in the rapture, then you definitely can be a, okay, show me that in the Bible. Show me, you know, and it's not even like I, I, I'm kind of past that because I've done way too much research into yeah, the Bible and who wrote it and who interpreted sure. it and why it was written and why this book was taken out. And so I, I'm not even sure, but, but like, if that's the language we're speaking, mm -hmm. you know, then show me in the Bible, like show me where that that's a deal breaker for God, because I don't see it. I just never yeah. did. And, um, and some of the things that you've been taught that made you believe that you're a piece of junk. Yep. Um, take those things out one at a time. Look at it. Think critically. Is that true? Is that really what God is saying in that? Like, and, and, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. There's nowhere, you know, I, I know that like, for instance, John in the book of John, he says, I must become less and he must become greater. I don't think that he meant I must be a piece of junk so that God can be better and bigger in me or Jesus can be, you know, I think what he was trying to say is Jesus really has this figured out. So like, don't pay attention to me, pay attention to him. I think he was trying to help us understand if you really want to live your life connected to God, do what that guy's doing because he gets right. it. He wasn't trying to put himself down, but somehow we have translated this in the evangelical world into this like self-deprecating, self-loathing of I am nothing without you. And we, there were songs, Bebo Norman, remember? I am nothing without you. Oh, anyway. Sure. We used sure. to play that on the radio Every and I was I like, sing. oh, this is so beautiful and spiritual. Do you, I mean, I don't know if my kids walked around saying, I am just such a piece of junk. Thank God for you, mom. That would make me sick. Or just, yeah, begged and begged. Like I, I remember watching, here I am talking about another movie again, but. Uh, no, that's fine. The one with Drew Barrymore, the Cinderella with Drew Barrymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be darned if I can think of the name of it right now. But at the end of the movie, when Prince, the prince is coming to her, it's different than the cartoon Cinderella because she's, she's so, she's so dirty and her feet, she's got these stockings on that are just dirty. Like she just looks like she's got dirt all over her and her stockings look like her feet probably smell, right? Like, mm -hmm. And he comes and he takes her as his, as his own, you know, and she marries him. And now she's standing with him 
you know, marrying him. And then afterwards they show them a little bit. And I'm like, what if, what if Cinderella spent her days after he said, I'm going to take you from your poverty and I'm going to make you a princess. I'm going to make you the queen. And what if every single day, all she ever did was get on her knees and, and cry to him and beg him to still accept her and said, I'm not worthy of you. I'm not worthy. You're amazing. Thank you. I was nothing. I am nothing, but you saved me. Thank you. I'm nothing. At some point, wouldn't he be like, could you just stand up and live in what I told you you are? Could you just, yeah. Could you just live into your princessness? <laughs> you know, and, and yet the groveling, I honestly believe that in my years of being in the reformed camp mm-hmm. of evangelicalism, when I'm praying and I'm writing out, Lord, humble me, I honestly believe that part of my pride was in the fact that I could grovel better than anybody else. Like I thought that God would love me more if Mm -hmm. I groveled more. You know, like I thought this is what he wants from me. He wants me on my knees in my dirty bathroom telling him I'm not worthy. You know, so what would it look like for you to take off those dirty stockings, get off your knees, quit scrubbing and looking down. Oh, you're talking to me right now. Yeah, I'm talking to you, babe. (laughs) What would it look like for you to walk in your princessness? (laughs) Oh, I love that. I want to be a princess. (laughs) You are a princess. There are times when I, when I walk in it, but on these dreary January uh, days, I can go. I can, I can go there. This is really good. I thank you, Leslie. That that's yeah. a good. Thank you for saying that because mm-hmm. I can tell a story and I can have you know like my point of view on things, but then I don't even. Is it in here? Like, have I applied it? I don't know. Maybe not. (laughs) Well, and I think, I mean, you have to remember, I am a coach and we are forward thinkers and we don't tell people what to do as much as we ask questions that help them figure out that they already know. You you know what to do. So when I say to you, what would it look like for you to walk in that? Like, think about the next time that you have that feeling or that thought. And you want to put yourself like, be like, uh, uh-uh. uh, like, what would that look like for you? Cause it's going to look different for everyone. Yeah. I'm asking you, if you're listening, like, what would it look like for you to walk in that truth of who you really are? Not who you believed you were for a long time that made you feel kind of junky. Like, what would it look like? And see, for me, the, what it looks like is not letting those thoughts take me captive, mm-hmm. not letting those thoughts pull me down. I mean, I and, that's and biblical. it is biblical. Like <laughs> take, every, cap- take yes. every thought captive. Yeah. Yeah. And, and hold it up and say, is this the way Jesus lived his life? Because if it's not, I'm going to trash this and I'm going to live like Jesus did. And I'm going to live like how he wants me to. 
he told the woman that was caught in sin, he lifted her up. Yeah. Like nobody's accusing you. Go on. And, and I don't, I don't know why it was just such a badge of honor to be nothing without Jesus. Because Jesus, I don't believe, wants us to feel that way about ourselves. Or he to wants ever us to... feel that we're without him. Right. Like that's the lie. The lie right. is that there is a separation. Right. Right. That's that's the whole lie right there. The lie is I'm not actually a queen. I'm not or a princess. I'm not, <laughs> you know, like there's the lie that I that I believed. Right. That we are self. separate. We are separate from God. Yes. We were born into this icky world. We have nothing unless we have God. Sorry, my dog is losing his mind. I don't know why. I cannot hear him. Okay. Well, no. I do. And I apologize if you do, but you know, I think that that's the truth. We, we just need to remember that we all have a, we have a spark of the divine. Um, what does Ecclesiastes say? Like eternity is written in the hearts of all men, yeah. all of us, not just the ones that say a prayer or in the, you know, the evangelical Bible belt or, you know, believe it the right way or whatever. I mean, God, I think Jesus's life he came to show us, this is how you can, he even, he even said, you will do things even better and bigger than I've done. Like it's the best is yet to come. Like just tap into the divine inside of you, tap into that, believe that, you know, live your life the way I'm living, like make space for people, be kind, be loving, be forgiving over and over again, forever and ever, you know, and, and we have made Jesus into a get out of hell free card. We have made him into something that he never, ever came to be. We have decided that when he said, if you want to enter the kingdom of God, that means heaven. And Jesus was saying, no, the kingdom of God is here right now. Yeah. And you can be a part of that. It's living right beside the kingdom that we're in here in the earth. And exactly, we have made that. it, we have made him into something that he is not. And as a result, there is fear that underlies the things that we were taught. If you don't do this, you will go to hell. And Jesus well, is like, mm -mm. and we're having this discussion on our, in our, and people are discussing this yeah, right now, as we're recording this today, people are on our, in our honoring the God journey private group, people are discussing hell and whether hell exists or not, which is a very healthy discussion to have. Yes. And I just want to say, I remember the first year, do you ever pick a word for your, the year? Oh have yeah. That, that was my, that was my MO for a long time. Yeah. This year I didn't, I don't think. Okay. okay. I think it was yeah. the first time just because I was trying not to do what I used to always do. Sure. I was being a brat. You know what I mean? No, so. yeah. Re rebelling against the word of the Maybe year. Maybe rebellion is my <laughs> word for the year. That's your yeah. word for this year. Rebel. Mine is simplify. So, yeah. and that's good. But the very first year I did it and was told about it, the word, I don't know how it came, but the word was all. And I had no idea why. I had no idea what it meant. And then I started to circle every time I saw the, the word all in scripture, I just would circle it and circle it and circle it. And that was my, that was the beginning too of my uh, realization, like 
because I just kept saying, does all mean all or does all not mean all when, you know, and there's verses in there that talk about, let me think, it's been a while. Oh, well, yeah. we know that verse, right? All have sinned. All. Oh, for everyone has sinned and fallen short, all of, the short glory of, of the glory of God. Yeah. Right. All does. Okay. So all. So mm-hmm. did, does, has everyone, have we learned that everyone mm-hmm. has fallen short, right? We mm-hmm. would say that to anybody. We right. believe that that all means all. Right. But then other places in the New Testament, it says in Adam, all have perished and in Adam, all have sinned, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Right after that, in the second Adam, in Jesus, mm-hmm. it says all mm. are going to be made new. All will be, you know, all all will live and all will be made new. We like the first all, but not the second one. And so like, even in our discussion that, and I will go back, I haven't, I haven't gotten to write on Facebook in the discussion, but I just want to say to the people that are discussing it, like mm-hmm. at some point there's the verse in the Bible that says every knee will bow and every tongue will gladly confess that Jesus mm-hmm. Christ is Lord. So every, does every mean every and, and we would say, I used to say yes, but I didn't know the word gladly was in there. It was taken out of my, the rendition I was reading was taken out. And so I'd be like, well, yeah, of course they're going to bow. They're going to bow in like humility before this God, before he casts them into hell. But no, it says they'll gladly confess. So I do believe that there is a point and maybe it's not like you just said, the kingdom of heaven is now like we can know mm-hmm. that now. We can live in that reality now. Or when we die, I do believe that we're going to see him face to face. And at that point, I believe that everyone's going to be like, holy crap, (laughs) like you're beautiful. (laughs) You know, like you're beautiful. And every knee will gladly or every tongue will gladly confess. So I do believe that. So I guess I'm a universalist. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what I've been going today. (laughs) Well, I mean, if we're going to have a label, yeah, because, you know, we love labels around here. Um, To be honest, I just feel like, yeah, I think that's who I am. I I haven't read any books on it. I'm not sure that I would. Sure. I mean, I'm not like a theologian, but I do believe that Jesus's death was powerful, way more powerful than we're giving him credit for. And sure. I believe that, um, that it just makes sense that he would die for everyone, not just for people who say a prayer or, you know, I, exactly. I don't know why he would put all of that on himself and then leave us with any responsibility of, to me, it just doesn't make sense. He, he came and he finished it. That's what he said. It is finished. And I do believe you can step into it now and experience the kingdom of heaven here, or you can step into it later. You know, I think that there are, there are levels of stepping into it. Um, I, I do think stepping into that is, is a responsibility, but I don't think it's something that we have to decide or we're going to hell. I think it's when are you going to do it now or when you realize this is what's real, you know, who knows if that's, if the Bible is the word of God, if the Bible is telling us what is to come, 
then that's how I interpret that. And that's how a lot of people interpret that, to be honest. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know. I want to read something real quick. This is from 2015. Okay. okay. So yep. I, I thought that I had started deconstructing in like 2016. Now I'm starting to wonder. Yeah. Because listen to this entry. I was like, Leslie Niece. Okay. I said, I'm struggling in writing lately, but I'm not sure why. I haven't written a lot in a while. I feel kind of dry. The things I want to write about are not things you put out there, in quotes. Right. Because it might tick people off or it might cause them to stumble. I'm sorting through how it looks to be a Christian in this world. I feel like Christians are far too afraid, afraid of failing, afraid of doing something sinful, afraid of the influence others may have on us, just afraid in all caps. I'm so mm -hmm. over it. I feel like our fear keeps us in a little huddle, safely tucked away from the world. That's not what Christ called us to do, though. He told us to go. Why aren't we going? I feel as though the future is not going to be an easy task for Christians, and we need to know how to fight. Not the kind of fighting that the world does, but the kind of supernatural fighting that God does. We need to rest in his strength and be willing to put ourselves out there. So many are coming up against us, and it's truly amazing how many prophecies have come true. I pray, God, that you will guide and direct us the way we should go. Help us to hear your voice and to not be afraid. I was starting to understand that the theology that I had was all based in fear. Yeah. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. Why are we so afraid? But That's I was afraid awesome. to talk about it. Can you see yeah. that? I was afraid. I said, I'm afraid to talk about it out loud. That's but so how sad. cool is it that... When people say that we just, you know, we're just flippantly deconstructing and just want to, you know, sell out and whatever. And right. it's like, oh, no, no, no. I prayed. I got yeah. on my knees. I wrote in my journal and I begged God to know him. Mm -hmm. And I honestly yeah. believe that what you wrote in that journal, that little Leslie in 2015 got some prayers answered. I agree. You know, I, like, I believe that this God he or she, however you want to say it, mm -hmm. has answered prayers for yeah. us and brought us to the point that we're at. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's no, it's not a coincidence that I was, a, I was a very deep prayer and journaler and beggar of God that I believe that, he, that God said, okay, I'm going to show you myself and it's going to be hard. I remember I think when the song Hosanna came out, so like it was probably 2007, you were probably. Oh, I was probably end. in China. You were probably <laughs> in China when that song came out. And I, um, the words to that song, we would sing it. Oh man, we would sing that with our hands up, with our hands raised to God as high as we could, you know, heal my heart and make it clean, open up my eyes to the things on Scene. Unseen, yeah. The the words I see a generation rising up to take its place mm -hmm. with selfless faith. We're on our knees, God. Like those are the words. And I remember thinking that it was going to be a generation that was going to go to the nations and do this, you know, and get their heads chopped off for Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I'm realizing now, like, <laughs> oh no, I do think there's a generation that is rising up to take their place, yeah. to say, to cry bull crap. Yeah. Enough of the fear. Enough of the fear, enough of the white Christian evangelicalism, all the things, whatever, enough. 
Mm-hmm. We want it. We, we, we believe in Jesus and we want to see that go forth, but enough of the church crap, mm-hmm. you know, like I do believe there's a generation that's rising up and I believe that the older people are scared to death of the generation that is, is rising up. So, oh, yeah, anyway. yeah, no, that's good. Preach girl. Well, and, and it's yeah. interesting because like, even in this podcast, honoring the journey, we are honoring journeys of people who don't believe anything about Jesus. Yeah. And, and that would scare me before. And it doesn't scare me anymore because it doesn't scare him. Like, like I, I think Jesus would, would prefer to not be just like this religion, this, you know, I think what he wanted to show us was a template of how to live connected to the divine and whatever that looks like for each person. I think we're going to be very surprised one day when we close our eyes for the last time here on earth and we open them wherever we're going. I'm not sure what that's going to look like. I'm not sure. Maybe, I mean, I don't know. I hold it all so loosely now, which gives me tremendous peace. There was something very, very awful about knowing that I knew that I knew that it was heaven or hell, because what if I said the prayer wrong? What if I didn't do it right? What if I was deceived the whole time? You know, yeah. I, I'm I'm not even concerned about that anymore. Doesn't even cross my mind. Can't explain it. Don't know what happened. I think I just stopped living in fear and yeah. started living in love and trusting that love is the answer. It is the way. It is the truth. It is the life. And we're not going to experience the divine except through love. Amen. Now that'll preach too. Yeah. We got two preachers here. Two women. God forbid. Just kidding. If, if you're a man. I don't know. Should you be listening? <laughs> you can listen. Just don't learn anything from yeah, us. Yeah, don't learn okay? anything. We don't know what we're talking about. We're just women. Just kidding. Just kidding. Actually, I think the beauty of the the interview we had with Keith Giles, I still, yeah. I'm like still on a high from that because he was just like, girls, you have voices that need to be heard. Like he's such yeah. a girl's man. Like get it, girls. Yeah. Go speak it out. Tell the truth. Say what you believe and what you feel and how you see things and don't be afraid of that. And it has given me tremendous um, empowerment, you know, to just, let's just go for it, Karen. Let's just, I mean, I'm loving it. I love it. it. Yeah, Yeah. I'm into it too. And I hope that, I mean, I know you asked me earlier to help you, you know, get through the the thoughts that you were having to still the self-loathing and the stuff that you were, it was basically, you know, pounded into your head for years. Um, I think this is one of the ways that that's going to happen. I think so too. This is awesome. Yeah. And hopefully other people will walk this journey right alongside of us. So man, I hope so. I really do. And I hope that if you're listening, that anything, you know, something that we've said made you say me too, or, oh my goodness, I'm not the only person who's ever had that thought. Um, we're not here to say that everything we're saying is right and that we've got the corner on truth. No, we're here to say nobody does. Nobody does. And until we can like admit that and just like respect and enjoy the journey and just allow for other perspectives in our lives, man, my, my world is so much bigger and brighter and more beautiful than it's ever been because 
I'm learning from other people on other journeys and that's what it's all about. So there's a peace. There is a peace that comes with the uncertainty, you know, Mm -hmm. a peace in my marriage. Yeah. Because I'm not nagging and telling him he needs to get on a better leader with me. (laughs) No, I mean, it is, it's very freeing. And, and I, I just invite everyone to come with us as we experience more and more of it every single week on this podcast. And, you know, we do have just, just so you know, we do have a YouTube channel. This is all, you can watch us now on the, on the big screen, just kidding, just on TV or a big screen TV, if you have a big screen TV, but yeah, we decided to go into YouTube territory, which is very new for me, but um, I just think it's another way that we can get our, our message out connect with people who are looking for answers, just looking for people who are thinking the way they're thinking. Um, So we are on YouTube. We're also on Instagram. We have a private Facebook page that you can go and we're sharing journeys there. Actually, we just heard from a guy today who had this amazing story, but you have to be a member to be able to read it. So come in, come see what it's all about over. It's uh, Honoring the Journey Facebook page uh, for podcasts. I think it's Honoring the Journey podcast is how you have to look for it. Because I think there's something else called honoring the journey. If you don't see our little yellow uh, symbol or what is it called? Logo, then it's not us. Yeah. <laughs> but Karen and I in the le- little yellow thing with the little red letters, that's that's us. And um, also if you have any ideas for shows or if you want to um, maybe share your story, the, l- just send us an email, honoringthejourneypodcast at gmail.com will go right to us. We can get you scheduled and, and hear your journey so we can honor that. I mean, why not? I love it. Yeah. So thank you for joining us today as we went on our apology tour and wound up realizing that we were just really in desperate need of apologizing to ourselves um, yeah. and learning to love ourselves and where we've come from. It's all been part of our journey. And I don't know about you, but I just want to say to little Leslie, little evangelical Leslie, who didn't know better, girl, you gave it everything you had Mm -hmm. and I'm proud of you and I'm thankful for you. And you learned how to give yourself a hundred percent to something. And you also learned how to say I was wrong. And that is one of the most powerful things that I can walk away from all of this knowing is that, um, that life journeys, they allow for that. They allow for you to change your mind. It's okay. You did great. And I think our kids need that. I think our our yeah. our children need that. Our children need to be able to hear us say, I was wrong. And I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. And I'm learning and I'm growing. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably be wrong tomorrow. So what do you want to say to evangelical Karen? I think too, just that God loved you through it too Mm. you know even though when I go back and read I am disgusted like God knew and and there have been answers and you're here today that Mm. there were answers to those prayers and you're here today you're so right Mm. big Leslie talking to little Leslie that little Karen was the same way she She fought hard for her faith and we can be proud of that somehow. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, not ashamed. We don't have to be ashamed Uh, of that. Yeah. We did the friggin' best we could and girl, 
we did the very best because you and I don't do anything halfway. No, we don't. (laughs) No, we do not. (laughs) We don't. So we honor the journeys of our former selves today and we honor your journey and we look forward to spending more time with you next week right here on Honoring the Journey. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org.